right. How's it going, MK? Well, I'm well. I'm very well. Thank you. Are we going to tickle the eagle's tummy today? That's the question. Um, Are we going to find Mo a date for Shamal's wedding? Yeah. You want to play that game, Mo? Not, oh, we can play that game, too. Play oh, because I don't mind getting my tummy tickled. But <laughs> yeah. you, however. Can I can I do the one from Armageddon with the animal cookies? You may. Like Ben Affleck? I don't mind. Welcome Very to Colin the Audible as we are uh, approaching the uh, final few uh, weeks of the season. Are you guys ticklish? Not really. No. I'm not at all. Eagle, are you ticklish? I wouldn't say I'm super ticklish. I mean, it also depends on where you're tickling me. Which spot for you? The tummy. I mean, I feel like if I tell you, that gives it away. Yeah. I wanted you to say it on the show so like there's like a whole bunch of men looking to tickle you in the future. Yeah, like, no. a, like a Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, by the way, I heard this from Dimitri Martin. He's a comedian. He says, if ever someone asks you if you're ticklish, oh, the clock, they're guys. going to tickle you. Except clock. They're going to tickle you whether you like it or not. So the only correct answer is if you touch me, I'm going to poop. I have diarrhea. Mm. Or, or hey, okay. I, I'll, I'll piss myself. Yeah. I mean, People sure. say, oh, you're myself. Own. Yeah, that's it. Right, but so then I'll again, like if you pissed yourself, would I care? I'm gonna tickle you anyway. Exactly. Mm. Uh, welcome to Calling the Audible. Uh, we're approaching the final few, week, few weeks of the season, and of course, uh, uh, what we call is the knockout stages, not the playoff round. Qualification. The knockoff round. Right now, we're in the qualification. We're not in round. a knockoff round. Uh, I don't know what the hell this is, man. What? We're the qualification round. Now we're in qualification. Yeah, yeah we're working our way towards the knockoff. When round. will then be now? Uh, in like three weeks. So soon. Soon. Perfect. Soon will be now. Then. Yes, so <laughs> pl- pretty much play out the string of games before you might make the top four of your uh, tier to play for a money bowl game and stuff. But uh, Or top 12 for just a bowl period. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, let's just quickly go into it. Our winter registration underway. Uh, December 5th or 6th is the deadline to Eagle Peace. Is that what I'm... I mean, that's the target right now, yes. Right, so please uh, enter. And there's look, I've been, I don't know about you guys, but I've been getting questions from various teams across the board about uh, the team caps, the division caps per for their team. So if there's any questions or if you have any uh, issues, just submit your email to the league and they'll tell you the best case scenario of what you can do with your team or with your player that might be a little bit high, a little bit too rich for the uh, food of where you want to be for your division. Uh, also keep in mind, we are processing all these requests. There is a form to fill in. So we've done a lot of reviews right now. So keep submitting them. Also, if you have a balance, like a credit essentially from one of the past seasons where you just didn't register for the kind of seasons we've done more recently, feel free to reach out. Uh, we'll tell you what your balance is and you can apply that towards your next season. Yeah. Hashtag NR. Hashtag anyone who has a balance. Oh, if you remember that uh, message he wrote on the uh, Facebook group. Sure. I don't remember. Oh, I remember. I remember. I don't have a credit. Mo likes to make enemies off of things that <laughs> happened a long time ago. How, oh, how I can remember. I get a credit, Eagle? Uh, you uh, may already have one, question mark. Cool. Inquire. <laughs> Inquire if you have a credit or not. But, uh, of course, winter registration well underway. And the target date is December 5th, 6th. That week uh, to finalize your submission to the league. And, of course, we will begin the winter year uh, January 8th. Yeah. Saturday night. Eagle, you uh, you said that you p- were processing requests. Uh, just a reminder that if you'd like to lower your quarterback rating, you're soft. That is all. That's it. That's all. That's all I got to say. So do we have any quarterbacks who want to single out then that has uh, requ- requested to lower their cap number? Uh, we had one quarterback. I'm not going to name him. Name names. him. No, no, name no, 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 business, no. I'm not going to shame someone, no, but business. they basically asked us to drop them 25 points because they haven't oh. played in two years. And I'm like, yes, yeah, you and half Simon the league. Simon Dajan, would you drop him 25 points? I wish it was Simon Dajan. I knew it. Was okay, laugh. so this, out of curiosity, is this like a, like without specifying the division, a high-end or low-end quarterback? It was a middle tier. They were going to have to play Div 4. They wanted to play Div 6. And we said, no. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a big drop. I thought maybe like you know Div 2 to Div 3-ish. No. But Soft. Soft. With a W. Okay. All right, then. Fair enough. Then. And then, of course, rules uh, committee, the announcements will come out progressively. So please... Like doesn't doesn't annoy me even more than it does now, when there's rules that have been agreed upon years ago, and people ask, "Wait a minute, that's not in the rule book." I go, "Yes, it was agreed upon." For example, the bat snap for the quarterback, right? Back in the I day, love that rule, by the way. Right, back in the day, the, the you know bat snap plays blown dead, bing bang boom, right? We changed it now. We're the, up to the referee's discretion. Hey, if the quarterback picks it up in time before getting rammed, play on. There's, we actually changed it twice. Yeah, right. So there's teams. Long-time teams who are still in this league 
who, during a play, remember this happened now in the fall cup, ref, it should be blown dead. Well, why is it not blown dead on the snap? Uh, no, we changed that rule. When? Years ago. I didn't know. Well, you've been in the league for years, so. We even italicized the new rules or the change of rules so you can see exactly which ones it are. Sorry, officer, I didn't know there were speed limits. Oh, I didn't know there was Try that one. See how it goes. I mean, even then, they put up the thing, nouveau signalisation, to tell you they changed the speed limit in we a do zone. That, we do that with our rule book, too. Yeah, we do. That's exactly <laughs> it. We do the exact same thing. Honestly, I, I, before we get to the topics here, uh, percentage-wise, how many people, how many players in this league read the, read the rule, rule book? You should. All of them should, or at least captains. Well, okay, put it this way. Let's say there's eight people on a team. One of them is captain, so you're looking at 12%. Let's say less than half of them read it, so maybe 6% of all players, maybe 10 tops. But then you can't be surprised when you get a rule wrong, right? Like if, no, you, if you didn't read it, fine, but then trust the ref. Yep. And I had someone tell me, well, relating to that rule specifically, like, well, but like the ref called it this way. Why, why was it not blown dead this time, but this time it was blown dead? Like... Well, the ref is a judge. They're making a judgment. That's yeah. their job. Well, you know what? I'm going to make fun of Iggy Magnets, who will join us in this podcast. Nice. Iggy's, uh, Iggy's coming on. That's great. Yeah, he, uh, he botched the rule when he should have known the rule. I gave him an opportunity to write a 20-page essay on why he botched that rule. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out from why he botched Why would he ever do that, though? I'll just kind of rough him up a little bit. No, but why would he ever write a 20-page essay? Because I wanted to. Yes, but why? Well, the alternative was coming on the show. He chose that. that. There's three options. But he's going to do it anyways? I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find we'll out. We'll find out. Otherwise, you might know it's a 20-page All right, answer. so the topic du jour is, should we tickle Eagle's tummy yeah. during this podcast? I think we should. We, we should, uh, PZ. Well, I don't have any animal crackers. I, I should have brought them with me. It's, it's my fault. You know who I, I, should I think should get a chance to tickle my tummy, Mo? Hey, whatever you want, that's your business. <laughs> that ain't my business. That ain't my business. But you know, it is your business. <laughs> yes, I know, because I'm about to tickle your tummy right now, you know. My fingers are very uh, itchy to come tickle your tummy. All right, we'll get to that point afterwards. Let's uh, talk about the week that was. Uh, teams that are rising and sliding, trying to get themselves into the top four P's. Uh, we're getting closer and closer, and we're starting to see a separation mm-hmm. in the tiers. But there is some teams hanging on to that elusive fourth spot, just above the dotted line for the Money Bowl games here. Uh, what has caught your attention from either Tier 1, 2, 3, or Coed, for that matter? Uh, well, I'll start in Tier 3, Mo, uh, because it's the page that I currently have open. So I have to buy you time now as that page is no, open. No, no, it's, it's open. It's open. Um, and so you're talking about the teams just outside the top four? Yeah, teams that now are trying to get into that top four, right? There's still teams holding on for that dear life to get into that top four of the... Uh, well, interestingly, uh, since Eagle has declared Save a Horse the greatest team to ever play FPF, oh, they have oh. not won a game. So they now lead... A contingent of one, two, three, four, five, six teams at four and two, uh, all competing for that final spot in the cash bracket. Um, interestingly enough, Eagle, have we ever thought about weighting the uh, qualification games slightly more heavily because, like, you're now playing in a different level of competition? We had a bunch of conversations. I know. We, I know we did. Yeah. I was just setting up, a, you know, you to tell us about them. Uh, I mean, yes, we've done multiple different iterations of how we could have broken them up, whether they're worth more, like two points, three points, etc. We decided, no, let's not do that and keep it like this. But it was definitely something we considered. So I, I did watch that game, uh, uh, Save a Horse against uh, Seventh Rounders. That's what I wanted to bring up because the, on the other side of this, seven Rounders have looked great. In, in the qualification. They've improved uh, week by week. And actually, Mo, on that topic, everyone can watch that game because that is the game of the week just uploaded by Chris Rive. I mean, by now, you would have watched it already, maybe. But if you haven't, if check you it didn't, out. If, if perhaps you don't follow us on social media and just consume the podcast on uh, Spotify on or social whatever. Social media? <laughs> no, but you, you might get it on, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever you get your podcast. Um, or if you just do the YouTube thing but don't do the other social media. You might not have seen the post for uh, Game of the Week, so uh, do check it out. So this was an evenly played game in terms of the skill sets, right? It was a low-scoring affair in the first half. Uh, Save a Horse did not really have the deep ball going in their favor uh, in the early going of this matchup here. And I just thought seventh rounders had a really good game plan on both sides of the football. And I just... From the perspective from what I've seen from Saber Horse so far through the games I've witnessed up until this game that I saw in St. Laurent on Monday, they just did not have that cutting edge required that they were missing. And funny enough, Pease, they had like a big crowd on hand. There must have been like 20, 30 people of the Saber Horse fan base out there. 
and they, under the spotlight, froze like a deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's to me, it's what I what I thought might happen. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Mo, but you've seen them now in person. Um, yes, I have. The as great as Kyle Daniel is in terms of just a raw skill set, the playbook needs work, right? Like there needs to be more nuance to, to uh, the play calling and how he reads the field. And I think this is what it comes down to. He oh, needs to but, take but that. according to Eagle, this is a dev three team. Yeah. By the way, Mo, the expression is freeze up like a deer, not freeze like a deer. Don't they freeze like, don't they just freeze? No, they're not cold. They stop. Maybe they stop because they're cold. I mean, I've seen a deer in a fridge. They're yes. not moving. After being shot up. Oh, that's that's possibly the reason. That's possibly yes, the reason. And I'll, you can also call it uh, like a deer in headlights is the other yeah, one. That's the one I've actually yes. heard more often, to be yes. fair. Freeze like a deer. Walk like an Egyptian, freeze like a deer. Of course. Both could have been great songs, but only one was. So after Eagle's uh, proclamation that, hey, this is a Div 3 team, they're not a Div 3 They've team. frozen like a deer. Yeah. They in fact, <laughs> next season, instead of Save a Horse, you should be called Freeze a Deer. Freeze a Deer, exactly. <laughs> Frozen deer at his finest. Yeah, um, that's the and that's that's kind of what I thought might be the issue, um, given given the fact that, look, you know, it's it's a lot of low percentage throws. It's a lot of throws that um, have guys um, having to win sort of those fifty fifty matchups, going to get balls in the air, and how just in general, just even marching the field, you you need to take what's in front of you at times. Um, and defenses are gonna the defenses that they're gonna face are gonna get better and better and better, and that's gonna continue to present an issue. Um, I want to talk about Mangoose. Yeah, big win for them against uh, yeah. ECW. Uh, and that's a huge win because they're competing for that last spot, right? Yeah, I, I, I scored out that game, and even though ECW made a comeback early in the first half to to tie it up. Um, they just know each other because they're all yeah. boys. So it wasn't as if, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. They knew what throw was going to happen. They knew what play Jeremy White's going to do. They knew what Nick Schaefer's going to do as a quarterback, but couldn't stop it. But this was a really good game from start to finish. And it was probably the best game Mangoose has had, albeit, again, they're playing their, their buddies. But uh, definitely gives them the inside edge towards that final playoff spot or the final knockout spot. Uh, for the final four, is anyone surprised there was zero defense in this game? No, of course not. <laughs> well, no, in defense there was defense. I mean, there was a few punts in this football game. If you look at the, punts? Uh, yeah, Soft. yeah. If you look at the, um, if you look at the scorecard of what it was, there were I think one, just or two, two punts. one punt per side. Yeah. Um, still though, like so, um, on a game that had. Uh, you know, seven possessions on one side, eight possessions on the other side. You assume ones and a half, ones and the game uh, to score nine touchdowns. That's, that's still pretty impressive. It's yeah, still pretty impressive. Look at that. It was fourth down percentage conversions. That was awful. 0 for 3 and 1 for 3. Oof. Yeah. Do but the fact that they only got the fourth down three times on both sides is pretty, pretty awesome. But you know what? Offensively. What was the telltale sign was the um, opening drive for Mangus because I think it was like a 10 play drive. Mm-hmm. And that took a lot of time uh, off the It clock. was like that horrendous uh, San Francisco 49ers drive against the Jaguars this weekend that wasted um, the early portion of my red zone experience. Perhaps, yes. Yeah. It, yeah, it, felt, it, it felt like that, I imagine. Um, no, it, it's cool. Like, honestly, I, um, I don't know if you saw this, Mo. I put out an article today uh, about 11 teams. I did a write-up on 11 teams. That's a lot of teams. Um, and uh, kind of replacing sort of our power rankings and somewhat replacing our midseason report cards because – we don't really do that in fall. It's hard because we cover all divisions. We don't just cover individual divisions. And it's not really a proper season per se. It's yeah, it's just it's just a different kind of season. So, yeah. so we tried to introduce some new features. That's one of the features. And I, I discussed Mangoose. And I said, you know, one of the things about Mangoose is they kind of need to have secondary guys step it up. And you see, like, uh, Christophe Lapointe getting six catches. Uh, Marc-Antoine Chaput also being targeted seven times. So it, it was more than just Thomas Coutu. Félix-Antoine Le, uh, Leving also getting con- uh, getting uh, targeted seven times. So like I think Nick Schaefer, like, these are his boys. He should be that comfortable with everyone around him to get them the ball. And it doesn't always feel that way. So, uh, again, you were there in person. Did you feel like that was playing to his strengths? Yeah, no. I mean, he targeted... Uh, uh, Tomaka too, like thirteen times, I think. Uh, yeah, like, obviously uh, he's yeah. the most, right? Like, he's the most, but like still getting seven targets to three other guys. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a better distribution of what he what he did on uh, in Monday on Monday in Saint Laurent, but I just don't know 
I mean, look, if they're playing KGP, I don't know if they can do the same thing because th- to go back to my point, they know, they know each other. So mm-hmm. the comfort level of, hey, I know what to run against this guy because we've played football five million times against each other, whether it's you know here or somewhere else. But I don't know if they can execute that game plan against better teams that have more speed or more of, of a – of an instinct to find the football in the air than other teams like this yeah. team with an ECW. So I just think that from Nick Shaver's perspective and what he has done so far, I mean, for example, I mean, they, they had a game, I think it was last week it was, or two weeks ago, where they got blown out from the get-go. It was, I think it was against uh, Blessed, where it was over after the first 20 minutes of play, but in the second half they showed a little bit more uh, bite to their to their flow, but at that point it was all for naught because the game was well in control and nothing was going to happen in that moment. So I think for Schaefer, he's got, he's got to diversify the palette so to speak here and get different plays and get certain guys that might be in a better matchup that could win that 50 50. And if he can't do that now, uh, I mean, we'll see what they do for the winter season. But again, it's just that comfort level. What he saw was able to execute it to perfection on Monday nights. Yeah. Agreed. Um, tier two, that, that bubble that we're looking at, uh, just the outside looking in, I'll toss you the teams. You tell me which one you want to talk about. Yeah. We got Bruins, hot sauce sports, Los Siete Amigos, un, uh, useless Diablos, and Centaur all at three and three. Well, I think, like, pick a team. Pick a team. Yeah, I'm just thinking here, but I'm just trying to remember what team that I saw more recently. So I saw LSA play, mm-hmm. come back, win over Centaur uh, on Monday night. Um, you know, a good point was brought brought to me by a referee. I won't say who it was because we don't want to put referees in position. That, hey, maybe, or were they doing this? You know, there's no slant. There's an objective view. But referee said to me, when these guys want to play. They're really good when when they bleep around and mess around and you know they fall behind as they did against Santar. They're down by two scores, and then all of a sudden they just turn on the light switch and bam, there they go. They they score and they win. And I was disappointed by Santar's play calling because they could have easily won that football game over LSA. They were up by two scores in the second half, and just couldn't find the kill shot when they were inside the red zone on four plays. Peas could not find the touchdown. Next drive, bam, LSA scores, and that essentially was the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, it's um, – like, I've always been impressed with LSA. They, they bounced me from the playoffs when we were both in Div 6, so I've uh, been, a, been a, um, a fan of what they do for, for quite some time. Um, you can play them this Sunday. Uh, we do. Well, that's the thing. We, we end against Los Siete Amigos and Centaur. Uh, so a lot of cannibalism going on at this, uh, this point in the season uh, in this section. What's interesting is if you told me the final score – I would have said, oh, Centaur win that game. Because the high-scoring affair, I, f- I always feel that favors Jordan Rossi. It, f- it favors what uh, it is that Centaur do. Mm-hmm. Um, Los Sete Amigos are a very stout defensive unit, but not a team that scores a ton, right? Yeah. Um, but yet, Dawson Pierre, uncoverable in this game, catches three touchdowns. Um, you know, Alisson Fafar, not the most efficient but you know looks like they got some help on defense uh he was able to move the ball and score you got 82 yards on the ground as well um he's he's really good he's a really good athlete um and like there's there's a lot of really good athletes on the on the um centaur side as well so the fact that he was able to break free and run nine times for 82 yards so here's here's where the downfall was i'm not going to blame her because that's not to her fault it's the fact that they didn't put her in position to succeed sophie bourgeois was playing the game she didn't have cleats she was wearing literally uh trainers on the turf at saint laurent and then forbid thank god she didn't break an ankle on it but you know when you got a quarterback like that he knew he's like it's it's not gonna happen she's not gonna rush me i can buy myself time in the pocket run for 17 18 yards and then they put a spy to to help out bourgeois oh my god and guess what he did right like he went right by two of those guys got like 18 yards per carry practically and And not only that you're taking somebody out of out of of coverage yeah and that that left as you said dawson pierre wide open for catches and then that was their downfall so i just think that was a terrible game plan from santar and how they adopted so i don't wear cleats but also mo I don't run. <laughs> I no. don't cut. If you're playing rusher, you gotta cut. You gotta be able to to uh, to make uh, quick moves, and um, you need you need to, to have the support. Oh, breaking news by the way. Uh, Chris Ray has signed Kevin Bustani to his winter team. All right. And then I I, I told Chris I'm gonna screw it up with you and Bustani, right? Kevin Bustani was changing one end of the football field. Santar's on the other side. I go, Chris, what's up with you? What do you mean? I go, your your future teammate's just chilling by himself. You didn't tell him that they're on the side. No. 
Okay, Kev, you're on the other side, pal. Hey, okay, this is the, this is your captain right here, huh? This is your guy that's going to lead you to victory when he doesn't even tell you that hey, your team's changing on the other side. Yeah, and, and Bustani had this little doubt in his mind, like, oh, maybe I should go somewhere else. Maybe Hot Sauce Sports may may need my hey, Hot Sauce Sports, a couple of spots in the roster, so hit exactly. me up, Kev. Um, co-ed, uh, did anything catch your mind in the co-ed? Uh... So I, I can actually talk uh, co-ed this week because half of the games were were, um, were played by Kiss My End Zone, a team that I don't like to talk about because it's my team. But I wasn't there. I didn't play this week because of my injury. Um, Kiss My End Zone won both games. Um, it's pretty cool to see uh, that other than that loss to Easy Fun, it's a team that's really come together. Um, and most importantly, beat Yin and Yang twice so far this season. Right. So that in itself is a win because mm. beating Gino, good feeling. There, there is that. that it's like a, kind of like a college football team. Yeah. You know, when you run up the there's, score there's definitely, a, there's definitely a rivalry between the two teams, right? So I caught on as soon as I got there, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be fun. You know what I mean? So it's definitely like a pleasant rivalry. Like nobody's trying to hurt anybody. Um, it's really cool. Um, and... Abigail Cockerton for for Kiss My End Zone, as reliable a snapper as there is. Um, so for a while, her stats weren't being caught. It was one of the ways we, we found one of the issues that we've since corrected on the website. Um, and it, it's it's really impressive to see her development um, in the league. And Erica Dubois also catching a touchdown in this game. She doesn't even play offense that often. So it's cool to see her getting involved in that side of the ball. Speaking well. of Dubois, before we get to our topics... Mm-hmm. The Prime Minister. Prime Minister. Crushing Eagles lockdown last week. Well, I mean, everyone. Pick is. six, deep ball over Eagle for a touchdown. Eagles are like, oh, It wasn't over. It me. was a zone it's coverage. Cover two. Dude, he runs a post. I hand it off, off and him. they have a center blah, on a deep blah, blah. hook and my safety doesn't go. Blah, blah, blah. He was in trail and he got burnt. He got burnt. Yeah. I'm in trail on a post. What are you going to do? He got burnt. <clears throat> No man behind, man. Wow, uh, the other safety to undercut it. So who was the safety they didn't cover? Name. Uh, Tom no or Tyler's Nog, I think is his name. Yeah, you guys. Come on, Tyler. Some weird names. Come on, yeah. Tyler. He plays in the MFL, so clearly. Oh, you know. And then on top of it, gotta get some more training. Then maybe some more time in MFL. Anyway, get get on that Stephen Harper side level, or that Terry Babelis level. Babylon Club. All right, so let's get to the topics here. So as we approach now the final few weeks of the season. Uh, top four, uh, we look at tier two or oh, tier three, a big part for uh, what will happen. So when we look at right now, Pease, we're starting to get a picture of who will be the four that will be in the Money Bowl game, correct? Ish, but like we talked about, there's tons of teams. Like t- In tier three, we don't have a picture because there's six teams that are technically tied for that four spot. Yes. What would the picture be of? If there were to be a picture, a blob of paint, a different color. Oh no, no, like an old timey robber. Why is he tensing up though, Eagle? Look at him. He's like, <laughs> look at his shoulders. He's like, he's like, he's doing shoulder. Like, Art makes shrug. him tense. No, Art it's because my headset was about to fall off, and yeah. I was trying to hold you it. You literally so do like a shoulder shrug. I think it's go. because Art makes you tense. I think it's the old timey robber carrying the the bag with the with the money sign on it. Mm. That or like a, a Brinks truck mid explosion. But like an impressionist version of that. You know, like just really pretty colors, uh, maybe some little, uh, some little paint dabs, really, really sell the. Was that New Yankee a painting? Was that on PBS? What? Find out for me. Why Eagle? would we watch PBS? Back in the day, I used to watch. Uh, Eagle, find out for me. Uh, PBS Yankee painting, please. Look up the name of the show, please. Thank you. No. <laughs> Eagle, if you don't mind, please. There's, there's I'll come your tongue right now. There's Bob Ross, and everyone else on TV was trash. Well, I hope Eagle finds out for me right now. He is. He's totally no. looking up. I think he's upset because that's how it tickles his tummy. Mm-hmm. No, um, uh, I'm f- I figured out something that someone did, and it works, but it's okay because they lost this week. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I'll tell you later. Sounds good. Perfect. Yeah, I found for me you PBS New Yankee. Oh, I think. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I thought about it too. I thought about it too. All right, so we look at it now. That Usual suspects. Uh, uh, sorry? Perfect. Uh, we can probably put the, the G to that name. All right, um, <laughs> so the fourth spot still... Up for grabs. Yeah. And I, th- I thought we did that. Yes, I know. Uh, but I just don't know who the clear cut team will be to get that fourth spot. I mean, in which tier? In tier three. Well, that's the thing is you have six teams tied there. So um, Save a Horse is sliding hard. FSU is sliding hard as well. FSU sliding hard as well. Um, West Yard, I don't know anymore about these guys. <laughs> 
Man, so every time we say they're awesome, they lose. Every time we say they suck, they win. I don't know. They're, they seem very matchup dependent. Seven runners are great. They, I think that might great. be the play. Them and PMS starting to pick up the, the, the swag. Save the turtles. The turtles. They come along too. They, they, they cut. I think that if there's three that you can say they, you feel comfortable with, yeah, I'll put Turf Turtles, PMS, and seventh rounds to, to vie for that fourth spot. Save a horse. Here's the thing. Save the Turf Turtles. Last two games. Lockdown, the Stormers. Yeah, they should win those games. It's a win up. So, but the thing is, I look at Save a Horse, their final two games are relatively uh, easier than what they had in the prior two games. So I think they might jump back into the picture here, but... PMS, like there's, there's, you just pick a team and you hope that that's the winning um, ticket for that horse race that you're looking for in Preakness and stuff. But I think there might be three that can vie for that fourth spot, and the other teams might be sliding down the ladder here at this moment. Yeah, the thing with Save a Horse, um, you mentioned that they play the West, the West Yard. So maybe, although you've been down in the Killer Rays for some reason, they're really good. Where are they right now, Peasler? I don't know, but I don't... Two, two, and like two. They're not, they're not worse than Lockdown so, and Stormers. But here's the thing, right? If if the Rays were to lose this week, and say, for example, Save a Horse were to win... Because, um, like, they're two, two, and two. So they're literally two points from being four and two and being in the tie. But they need to win out, though. They're two converts from being in that list of four and two teams. They could be, but they're not. They're, they're, no, but they, they clearly... Like, your it's record, literally been the difference is, is a couple of bounces. Your record indicates what you are. No, nah, not really. That's why we have a show. This Otherwise, it wouldn't be a show. There would just be a standings page. There are two, two, and two. The record. So indicates wait, wait. What your job, are. an analyst's job, is not to analyze. It's to read standings. I'm just saying. Bill Parcells once so, said, uh, "Your record no, no, no. indicates who I, you I are." I understand that. What you're saying that what you do for a living doesn't uh, exist. I'm just saying those doesn't two, exist. You, you you can get away with one tie, but two ties, I think, is going to hurt you in the final run for that final four spot. What not if they win two games? Why would it hurt you, Mo? Why would it hurt you? Simple as this. You have two ties, right? Yes. So two ties is two ties too many for my, for my liking right now. <laughs> Give me wins or His give me losses. His answer is standings. Yes. The standings, question is, but Mo, why, why do standings oh, matter? And his answer is standings. I don't think he even knows a tie break is the worst part. <laughs> well, what's the tie That's the very obvious answer to still wins. do standings, <laughs> but at least have value in Because wins is the first tiebreaker. Of course. But the thing is, my, in the point, I'm not saying that they'll jump up. I'm saying that they're a tough out for Save a Horse because they're literally two extra points away from being from having the same record as Save a Horse. But they're not. They are two ties more than right. before. Wait to hear my analysis for the rest of the show. Don't worry. Killer, ho- killer Horses or Killer Rays? So, but here's the thing about Save a Horse. Yeah. They're 0-2 this round. Yes, they are. They so, they're a well. winless team. Mo, you're talking about a team that can't win because standings. And they might put together that run. They can. They but, can. But you are your stand. You are what the record says exactly you are. Exactly. They're 0-2. Right. But they're 4-2 on the record. No, 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 that's the past. Why don't we talk about last season? I'm going to combine record right now. No, no. Let's, let's just talk about last season if we're talking about the past. We can talk about that. Pinchellos are the champions still. They are. <laughs> so, there you go. That's all that matters. They're, but the record says they're not this year. So. No, statistically, that means free agent squad is going to win everything, right? Yeah, they, they will never lose. they haven't lost the game yet. Absolutely. They should win they everything. They will never now. lose throughout the course of human history. Best defense. Second best defense in tier. They're already better than the finest because the finest has losses. Exactly. Yeah. From your standings. <laughs> so when we look at it now, so we see that I just it's gonna be I think this is the week we'll see some separation in terms of the teams that are gonna be. I mean, because after play. this there's only a single game left, right? There is. Like, I would hope. There's not another week, Eagle, right? Like no, it's two more. Yeah. So the double headers and stuff make it so that yeah, there's it's two more ending weeks. This oh, week. we have two weeks. Two weeks. This week and I'm saying after this week there's one left. Yes. yes. That's how two works. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Guys. Standings. I'm, I'm really tired. I'm doing too many things. I'm tired. You know you are. So we look at it now. This is the week I think we'll see the turn where there will be teams that will fall out of the wayside and that this division will start seeing a clear picture for next week when we get back to it, yeah. into it. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, look, for Tier 2 and how this is going to be, look, Arush, their final two games is Ravens and Ethnic. That's not Ravens easy. Have, Ravens have struggled. They have struggled. Time. They have struggled, indeed. And, and the thing is, I don't think it'll be easy now for for Arouche, but with them still being where they're at right now, Pease, could they still hold on to the first place with this death row of games coming well, up? Well, Arouche is not technically in, in first place. Well, in third. They, they yes, have, third they have a tie. Yes, that's right. The tie will hurt them. The tie will hurt them, actually, in the it, whole process here. <laughs> well, in terms of finishing first, it, it may actually, because they, they need... Um, if you look at what Chocolate Thunder's got um, left ahead of them, 
um, they face uh, Ravens and Grim Reapers. So there's no big matchup uh, between the top two teams. So no. theoretically. But Arush theor- did beat them, Thunder, back in week one. But that won't matter. No, it won't. Because if, 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 like, both the teams ahead of them can win out. Both yeah. Team Ethnic and, and Chocolate Thunder can win out, and Arush would still be in third even if they win out. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, makes it, it makes it difficult to, uh, to really see them jumping anybody. Uh, but again, to me, that, that, clud- that cluster in the middle of Bruins, Hot Sauce Sports, Los Tiete Amigos, Unexpected Diablos, Centaurs, even Ravens 2-3-1, Mean Machine 2-3-1, man, that's a close race. I, I think the playoff teams are pretty much decided because of tie breaks and all that. Yeah. But uh all those ties, Jesus. <laughs> those ties, man, are gonna hurt teams in the long run. But yeah, like like essentially like I can imagine a lot of these teams in that group that I talked about. Yeah. Um th- like there's games between them, so a lot of those three wins are gonna turn to four wins, which are gonna make you know, Ravens won't be able to catch, Mean Machine won't be able to catch, Tufflings won't be able to catch per se. So it'll be it'll be tough. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I agree. I don't think Tough Lungs, Machine, or Ravens have a chance uh, to get into that top four. But if you look at Santar, who I don't think – them too, I think we'll put in that equation that they don't probably have the horsepower to catch up to them. But you're, you're right. That cluster, that traffic of teams of uh, Hot Sauce, LSA, Usus Diablos, and Bruins, they can definitely jump over the Green Reapers. But the Reapers now – I wonder because they have a tough schedule themselves for their final two games, yeah. and they could easily fall behind. But the Reapers have been impressive overall this fall. Like I don't think anybody thought of them as a cash team heading in. No, um, but they do play the Bruins and Thunder, right? So that Bruins yeah. game is, a, is like an elimination for that fourth spot. So loser probably is in but trouble. But like, so like if you think of it, like they played Arouche. In, in they got okay. They, 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 it was a blowout, but it's the first game, and it's a while since. Uh, it's been a while uh, since Dylan Dewey was thrown in this league, right? Yeah. Also, Roy Samurjan was out for the first few weeks. They they lose they, they win a tight game to Hot Sauce Sports, one of those teams in the mix. They they win a tight game against Los Siete Amigos, one of those teams in the mix. They lose a game. They sorry they beat it, they beat the Ravens, which I thought was a big win for them. And and then they lose by a single point to to uh, to unexpected Diablos. It feels like they need to do everything perfect to win a game. You know what I mean? Like the the margin for them is razor thin, mm-hmm. and it just comes down to whether or not the defense can can get that extra stop, um, and and allow for 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 their offense to to carry them. And then they have many, in some situations it worked out, and others it hasn't. And that's that's going to be interesting because again, the last two games not easy games. Yeah, and again for Grim Reapers, they can easily jump over a couple of these top three teams because if they beat the Bruins. They go to five and two, and they got thunder last game of the year. I think this is a bad matchup for them because the Dylan Dewey loves to show off his arm, and Bruins play this soft shell cover three, like it's a four one, but it's basically a cover three. Yeah, um, and that plays that that is going to frustrate Dylan Dewey because he won't be able to take the top off. So he needs to be um, really on his game and really disciplined to take the checkdowns. And I don't know if he's. If he's got the, if he's there in his mindset to do that, I don't know the if it's pa- what he wants to do. Of, of yeah. going out there, and like the, the game against unexpected diablos, that's what he wants to do. Like that's him, you know, slinging it and um, and just being being really good. Um, you know, he 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 did throw two interceptions, but he threw for two hundred thirty plus yards, six touchdowns, um, and and look, he's stretching the field, he's moving the ball. It's what he wants to do. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see. If in a different kind of game, he can just take what's there. Um, well, I have some fun here for you at the bottom of the pool as well. Right now, yes, we have KGP, Ra, Glogang, and Pinchellos on the outside looking in, but all technically eligible to yeah. come into the any of those kind of bottom bowls. I don't think they can get to the top bowls. They need a lot of luck along the way. They won't get that. A uh, couple things of note. Pinchellos will be missing Vince Romano for the next two weeks yeah. due to a suspension. We're not going to spend too much time talking about it, but long story short... Don't talk shit to the other team. Don't. So more importantly, because look, there's there's banter and there's gonna be talk. That's just a part of sports. But the one thing, and and I've spoken directly to Vince about this. He he recognizes the issue, but you can't threaten another player, right? No. FPF takes that seriously. Um, that's a pen, that's going to be a suspension. 
But I think where this paralyzes uh, Pinchello's is not just not having their quarterback, but now you got to use Jocelyn Calix, your best best receiver, so as you a quarterback. Your position of so you weaken the team across the board. Yeah. And so the reason I bring that up is because 13, 14, 15, here's the schedule for these teams. So Pinchello's plays Santor and KGP Ra. Glogang play Mean Machine sitting right now in that 11 spot. And then they also play uh, KGP Raw, like I just mentioned. You have uh, KGP who will play the Pinchellos in Glow Gang. So there's like a little like menage a trois going on over there. In the meantime, Tough Lungs play Unexpected Diablos and uh, Team Ethnic. And Me Machine are going to play Glow Gang, like I just mentioned, and Los Siete Amigos. So those bottom five teams are play basically two. playing cannibalism once. with each other. Yeah. yeah. So is that a game you like to play, Eagle? You seem very happy about the idea. Yeah, of playing I, I like this whole like water. it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> it was <a> <laughs> you seductive. know those like NFL flowcharts where it's like yeah, Vikings beat Packers, who beat these, who beat them, and then it kind of does the full circle all the way around. It's gonna feel like one of those by the yeah. end of the. That's like sure. Eagles wheelhouse, right? That whole flowchart of. Uh, you know. But there's also the, the difficulty for KGP Raw, Glow Gang, and Pichellos is they've lost to so many teams above them that any head-to-head tiebreakers they pretty much don't have. Depending on the points, though, right? I mean, yeah. that it, tie that Gogang exa- has might be the tiebreaker, pun yeah. intended. Yeah, Fair. perhaps. But perhaps. unless it depends on who the head-to-head is with who. I, I still think Pichels will factor in. I mean, with no Vince Romano now for the final two games of this portion, I can't there, see them competing. Yeah. And keeping I think up with I think Pinchellos have improved greatly over a short period of time. I think they're out of their depth in this tier. Yeah, they're yeah. they're outside of the weight Look, class. This is, you know, tier two is not just jumping up from. Div, div 6 to Div 5. It's jump, jumping up to like Div 5A slash Div 4. It, it's sort of like that high school that goes uh, and plays uh, SEC football. In oh, high school it's like Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, but, but I'm saying that they need a couple of years in the gym to get themselves up to physical level of competing with these teams. It, it's not physical. It's not because they have the athletes. It's, it's, they don't understand the game. Like, you know, Kevin Wyeth is not the greatest athlete to play quarterback in FPF. He's just the most intelligent quarterback to play the game in FPF. Uh, one thing will be clear about this. Glogang has both their games in week three, so they will be at eight games played, and we will know whether they're in or out, hopefully, by that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of this actually gets settled this week. Well, because, again, because of all the games against each other, I think it actually clarifies the And point. not only that, though, I mean, you suffer one loss. This, if you suffer a loss this week, it, you're, in, you're in severe trouble. Like You're in deep trouble to get into that bottom tier of bowl games. That's going to come up in the uh, next few weeks here. Uh, look, uh, Tier 1, we talked about it before. It's kind of muddled with uh, those one-on-one teams. Uh, we mentioned about the EZW and Mangoose, how Mangoose gained that victory. They will play each other again in the return matchup this if week. If Mangoose wins that game, we might see champion KGP on the outside looking in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. But again, like, I mean, do we, do we expect KGP to lose at any point here? Because their schedule they have left here. Well, oh, they sure. face UM. Okay, they face Mangus. Yeah, yeah. So, they so, so as fun as the, the Mangus story is, it would have been more interesting if EZW won. Because if, if, if EZW gets the sweep, they likely clinch over KGP. Yeah. Whereas Mangus doesn't have the opportunity because, because of the tie, because of KGP's tie to uh, Blessed. Yeah, and look, uh, the loser of the Mangoose EZW game, uh, especially for EZW, if they lose, uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's, it's, I mean, the next round for that oh, top yeah. four. It's, that's the that's elimination game right now. But it's a bit more muddled because, again, eighth, uh, second through fifth. Actually, no, we, uh, sorry, I thought EZW had a win as well. My mistake. My mistake. Oh, oh wait. I'm they do have a, they have a they're Yeah, I wasn't five. looking combined. I yeah. hate the way our site treats yeah, the fall. It's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a. Combined over. needs to be the preference. Yes, uh, a qualification round can be omitted from yeah, just, the just just put it all together, and then if I want to see the other rounds, I'll look at them. Exactly, like a drop down. Same box. with stats. Yeah, team stats. Team stats. Team stats. You go take a notes. Oh, this has been noted a long time ago. Perfect. Okay. Can you refresh the notes? Yeah, uh, send it to the proper channels. At this point, I need to talk to the union lead. Mm. Oh, who is our union leader, by the way? I wish we had one. We can make one. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> it would, sadly, it wouldn't. So, <laughs> the Urzos Medic, I'm a bit surprised by them. I don't know what's happening yeah. this year. Uh, I mean, a 3-3, three and three, I thought they would have been up there with Blast. It feels like they're wins. beating themselves in a lot of these games. Um, and also, maybe just not taking it too seriously. I don't know. Like, I saw them against Blast. They won that game. 
Yeah. They won that game and they had that game and they lost it. Um, I like this week they didn't have uh, Justice Free, so like all respect to Marc Antoine Valley for filling in. Filling in tier one is uh, not easy. Is a nightmare. So congrats to just showing some balls, but um, yeah, you're, you're not winning that game. Although KGP was also without their quarterback uh, in this game, you know what I mean. So um, Crazy Gordon Mall, he he did everything he could. He, he managed the game well. Uh, added some on the ground as you'd expect. Um, I I I if you'd have told me before the game, it's gonna be Crazy going up against uh, Marc Antoine Valle, I'd probably take KGP. I don't take them by the score. Right. Fair I enough. never imagined 42 nothing. Right. Uh, before we get to uh, Iggy Magnets in the coming minute or so, uh, quickly here for co-ed, anything to look forward to? I think we have our four uh, Lassac Valiant effort, but it looks like they're going to come up short uh, this year and may not factor into the whole uh, picture for the uh, top four the, of the, co-ed. The key for uh, the big battle in co-ed is going to be between easy fun and kiss my end zone because um, you want to be in a situation where like we know, you know, without insulting the rock, without insulting less there's a, there's a line of delineation, right? The, the three best teams in co-ed very clearly are easy fun, kiss my end zone and yin and yang. Right. Mm-hmm. So speaking of me, that's that. P is the quarterback to kiss my end zone. I don't want to face both Easy Fun and Yin and Yang to win a bowl. I'd rather beat Easy Fun, somehow get the tie break, and then have to face only Yin and Yang or Easy Fun on the path. You know what I mean? One of those two. Teams. One of the two. Whereas yeah. whoever finishes second has to go through both. Yeah, you, you, your course, your your path is a lot easier if you get that one seed right yeah. at this moment of, of the time here. But Yin and Yang could easily beat. One of the top two teams, whether it's you guys or Easy I don't, Fun. So I don't think so. I think that there's there's um, the top two teams are strong across the board. There's a lot of depth in um, in both Easy Fun and Kiss My End Zone, where I think Yin and Yang is top heavy, but also I don't know. It just it feels like no one's really at their strength. Right. Uh, I'd rather see Crazy Guatemal as a receiver. Um, Gino DeFazio is playing a little too much defense for my liking for me to see the, the strongest version of them they don't rush um, Marilou Cote Noel constantly to me she would be the lock it up starter at rush the entire time like yeah. she's an elite pass rusher use the, your elite pass rusher you know what I mean so um, there's just some there's something about the team build although I can't because there's talent across the boards so I can't specify what it is specifically but there, there does seem to be a lack of depth at some point right. whereas um easy fun and kiss my end zones don't seem to all right so iggy max will be joining us now or? he will not mow because he was under the impression that he wasn't actually invited to the show are you kidding me i swear to god want to call him anyway it's happens? almost like you need to communicate better instead of waiting for us to meet in person to then tell people oh by the way this is what's happening i told him yesterday in his words, I thought he was joking, and he didn't put it in the script. Is another way he could have <laughs> told you. But he's not in the script. That's not a point for not putting in the script. To be fair, but is in the script though. Is it? Yeah. Iggy Magnets. Why D. did he not know the rule of si- when six yeah. points are being awarded because his team is late? Yeah, Block D he is in the script. So what's he talking about? He was under the impression you were pulling his leg and just wanted to insult him creatively. No. All right. I, I do have an impromptu guest for you, though. Who's this? Uh, you will find out once he answers the phone. Perfect, then. We'll find out who's answering the phone. What's call. his name? Yeah, we know him. So okay. Iggy Magnus, unfortunately, did not realize, even though he's in the script, and he's on the thread for this. I got to give you credit, Mo. He's, he's actually in the script. Yeah. And he has access to. Yes. So. So, I don't know what happened with him in order for him to uh, say that, but. We'll never know why he didn't know the rule. Exactly. Well, I can tell you what happened. Yes, please do. As the phone is ringing, and I bet they can't—they can't hear the phone. I know. Yes, they can. They can. Oh, no one's gonna answer the phone. I thought Hello? we were professionals. Hello. Yes, sir. Who can are we talking to? Who are we talking to, Mo and Peas? Who can you figure it out? Say a few words just so they can figure out who you are. Oh, Simon. Um, Mocon, the Stoics, oh. Easy Oh, Chris Rivera, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> 
doing good. How's it going, guys? Because it took you so long to answer, I was going to be like, this guy is boring. Sounds like Simon. But it's Christmas, <laughs> I'm so happy now. <laughs> yeah, this is a little last minute thing. Though. It's, the only, it's the only way to get me on is by surprise. So, yeah, here, here I am. I never thought this guy would show up on a podcast, but here he is, Chris Rive. So I figure we actually, we've spoken to like referees in the past. We obviously spoke to like people who write articles, but we've never spoken to production people before. Maybe for a reason, but we'll find out. Um, Chris does our games of the week. So if you've seen a guy on a field with a camera pointed at your direction or you like what he does. He's not a creep. He's not creepy. I mean, maybe he is. But not in this context. Not in this context. Oh, maybe he is. Yeah, depending what he does. Maybe. He is. He's like a peeper creeper. Imagine like something happens to Chris and then like we see like his apartment and then there's like all this like all of this footage that's left behind of like players changing and stuff. No, I hope not. Let's not get to that level of. of <laughs> that's the uh, first place my mind goes. Of, uh, he has like so, a cabin so in the li- woods. Li- this is live right now, right? This is, this is actually calling the audible right now. This yes. Is yeah, this is called the audible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Chris, okay. uh, since <laughs> why would you think this is live? <laughs> so, since we have you here, Chris, uh, since you are the plan. F of our options. Um, like you've done this game of the week thing for many years for FPF. Uh, yeah. This year, has there been a team or a game that's really caught your attention of how it played out and said, wow, this is a really good team or teams involved? Um, From the top of my head right now, like any tier, pretty much any tier, any tier one, two, yeah. three. Exactly. Um, oh, I really like seeing Arush the way they played, even though they lost the game that I filmed. But they, they, they seemed really, really athletic, a good set of guys. They, they weren't with their starting QB, so it wasn't uh, maybe uh, their best performance. But even despite that, I find that they played really good. I still think that they have a good chance of uh, going far in that division. Um, other than that, uh, that's all that comes to mind right now is Arush for some reason. I like saying Arush, though. Arush. Yeah, they're a fun team. They're a fun team. Um, I want to I want to first of all compliment you. You've done you've done a great job with Game of the Week since you've started with us. Um, you you're a very good visual storyteller, and I wanted to know how how is it that you're able to capture sort of like the storylines within the game while it's happening? Like you, you don't know what's going to happen during the game before you film it, obviously, right? So how is it that you're able to sort of tap into um, these storylines as it's happening? Um. It's really, it's, it's, I don't really go in there with a preparation or a plan. It's like whatever I see, I try. It's, I know obviously with practice, it gets better. Like I wasn't doing this like in my first years, but the more I did it, um, the more I kind of found like a skeleton of how to, to go into a game. Like, it's like for, for example, when I listen to the podcast, like in the last game of the week, if I see something that's pertinent to the games I just played, like, I'll find like sound clips. I'll put it together, and uh, you know, we we just we just find a way to make it work. Like, yes, I know it it looks like I'm doing all the work, but it's really like just from from like whatever I see from the clips, from the podcast, from the game, and you know, and the audience puts one and one together, and 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 it kind of pans out to be a story. But yeah, I don't have a really a, a way of doing it exactly. It's just uh, I guess just practice and uh, it's like making love. Yeah, I don't really know how to answer that, Fizzy. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, I got one for you here. Uh, having been yeah. on Game of the Week a few times, Pease as well, um, there's things that we'll do to play into the hype of Game of the Week, I guess. So what do you like seeing from players? Or maybe the better question is, what do you not like seeing from players when you have the camera pointed at them? Like, is there something you cut out specifically? Do you want them to, like, make direct eye contact to kind of avoid it and be subtle? What's your What's your general advice to players? Uh, just be yourself. Um, like the, I can tell you, I mean, the, the camera can tell when a player is really trying to show off for the camera. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it works and it's fine. And like, and, and I'll use it. But what, what really works out the most are like the, 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 you know, the genuine reactions, you know, when, when players don't even know they're being filmed. I mean, they know they're being filmed, but like when they're genuinely reacting from a play, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for the most, like maximizing emotion, whether it's a player screaming, it, could be a player looking to the play into the camera, pointing at the camera, but you can tell when it's genuine and when it's just like, "Hey, look at me! Like I'm on camera." Like I try not to put too much of like that. It's more like just getting that genuine reaction. That's 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 what I'm looking for when I'm when I'm in the edit room. When it comes to the camera angles, have you achieved every desired look for the game of the week, or are there other looks that you want to incorporate to uh to this broadcast that you want to say, "Hey, 
this is going to really up the level of what the viewers are going to see for the game of the week every single week that we do for FPF. Yeah, definitely. I haven't uh, explored everything yet. Um, obviously, what comes to mind is a drone. I would really, really, really like to have a, a drone for which, which uh, we did have right for spring season for a couple of games. We've yeah. we've used Ryan Aridi's drone a couple of times, and we used Nim Jankowski's uh, drone a couple of times as well. But we don't actually have one in the FPF equipment bank, if we were to call it that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Ryan's Ryan's uh, drone game. I remember. I remember it. Was, I, I think I even remember the game. It was two and a half dance versus. Uh, yeah, Brossard. That, uh, yeah, in Brossard. I forgot the other team, the uh, Cowboys team. Uh, they were their. Uh, uh, what's the Longhorns. Longhorns. Team, yeah. Longhorns. 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 Uh, John Moody was throwing with them back then. It was yeah. I remember that game, and I, I remember seeing it back then, and I'm like, wow, this is this is this is something else. And and during the season, Nim wrote to me, and he's like, uh, I have a drone. I'm like, uh, you, you want me to, let's, let's try something. I'm like, all right, let's go for it. And then went all out. He brought like uh, smoke to the field or like, 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 it was like a smoke screen. He threw the, he, he flew the drone through the smoke. Like he was like all in for this. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And once I, I posted the final result, I think the reaction from the community was really good. And yeah, that's definitely something that, that, that I would like to have, like as a regular thing for game of the week, uh, moving forward is like that that drone view because that's that's something about my lens too my camera is not i don't have the widest angle like sometimes i wish i can film more wide but i have like kind of a more of a like uh, a zoomed in angle that's like kind of my lens so i know when i'm filming sometimes like i i, I want to get more like you know uh, route running where players could see the more field of view so i try and move back but yeah that's something moving forward to like maybe wider angles having two camera setups so we can have the wide and the closer angle and like combine it that could be something that could be interesting <laughs> moving and forward moves, and nim moves to florida right after we did the drone i believe yeah. right yeah yeah he that did yeah sucks we could have he gave us a taste and then took it away um to be honest i find sometimes uh it could be a little revealing for example now everyone in the world knows about my no look uh red zone play uh chris thank you very much for exposing me to all of FPF. <laughs> so yeah uh you've made my red zone appearances a lot a lot harder uh since the last couple of appearances on game of the week that's 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 uh from uh, from what you said, if I remember, that's what you told yeah, me. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but has yeah. that happened where where guys have told you like, hey, I used to call this a lot, but now since game of the week, uh, teams have gotten wise. Uh, no, I haven't gotten any oh, feedback. I'm the only on one, that, huh? I gotta get more creative, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> hey, Chris, do you honestly believe there was drug testing at FPF? Come again, Mo? Did you honestly honestly believe there was drug testing at FPF? No, but sometimes when you talk to me, you have this way of being so serious and a way of being so like. Yeah. I'm also a gullible person, so it doesn't really help. I'm pretty gullible. Yeah, I kind of like believe. I mean, if there to, was drug to put it in perspective, Chris, <laughs> it's not just you. Iggy wasn't on this call right now because he thought Mo was joking when he said, "I'm going to make show. fun of you on the show later." Yeah. Um, yeah, I never know, Mo. I never know. Here's the thing, though, Chris. If there was drug testing in FPF, I would not be allowed to be an employee of FPF. So <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. We're good. And and, and perhaps maybe uh, Chris as well. Maybe perhaps. I would imagine so. Uh, last question for you. Where are you going to be this week? Who are we filming? Who are we going to watch? That's a good question. That's a good question. I just finished filming yesterday. Um, Save a Horse versus 7th Rounders. I also filmed the PMS game against Warriors, where Warriors came through without their starting quarterback. Uh, I believe it's Mitch Fergenbaum who wasn't there. And yeah, I, that's the next game that's going to be posted. But after that, um, it, it really depends on my work schedule. But usually I film Mondays or Wednesdays in Laval or uh, Saint Laurent. For playoffs, though, for the knockout games, I'm going to really free my schedule so I can have uh, Lichin also on Sundays. So the next game is probably going to be is, is going to be on a Monday night. I have to check. I just have to check what's who's playing Monday yeah. night. Uh, and how long does it take you to do the game of the week? Is it takes you what a day, day and a half? Again, it depends on my schedule. But when when if if I'm in front of the computer and I have everything ready, graphic is chosen, uh, graphics are done, mu music is chosen, is is selected. Mm -hmm. uh, it could take me. It could take me a good. Five to six hours, if if everything's going well. But since I have a low attention span and I get easily distracted, it could take up to yeah, up the whole day, up the whole day. All I right. think. So yeah. We won't take your attention span away from this whole process. We're gonna let you get back to doing what you're doing, uh, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us here on Calling the Audible. Unexpectedly pleasant surprise. 
my pleasure, guys. And Kevin Bustani, Thanks. man. We we had the Kevin Bustani, man. The Bustani train with uh, your team next season. Did you guys talk about that, or, or you were you kidding with me again we, yesterday? We, we announced it on the show. Yeah. We announced it. You did? You did? Yeah. Yeah. Mo told me I'm really to slide into that. his DMs because he said you're a bad teammate. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Well, we, we, we shall see. <laughs> All right, Chris. That, uh, that fall soup looked really good, by the way, eh? It did look delicious. Something, man. She's really, really, really good with... Uh, she can make something out of nothing. Like, no, I, I, you know, being a butcher, I can bring, like, anything to the house, and she'll transform it into... into, into, into yeah, what you guys saw there. It's really... It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Perfect, yeah. Chris. Thanks so much, brother. Later, dude. All right. Take care, guys. So you got Chris. Chris Rive, the uh, cameraman for Games of the Week. Absolutely. Perfect. That turned out better than I expected. Well, yeah, yeah we had no idea what was coming on. And Jeez. we started with, like, an alternate story where um, he keeps footage of, <laughs> compromise, of players in compromising positions. positions. Walled up. Yeah. It's funny because he was like, well, if you don't mind my awkwardness, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, we can make this awkward. <laughs> definitely can. I didn't even know you said that. Uh, it is now time to make things even more awkward. It is time for... Games of the Week! I was really bad. Let's try that again here. Let's make this even more awkward. It is now time for... I just did it. Games of the Week. We're doing the games, Mo, of the week. There's games in a week. You, like, We're going to read them. You're going to next time, like, games of the... You know? Why would I shrug my shoulders while speaking? You look, you look funny doing it when... Yeah, I know I look funny. My headset was falling <laughs> off. That's why I He's did it. He's also not on camera. I know. We should put a camera on him, bro. No. All right, music's on. Let's roll. Uh, we have tier one, Urgence Medzik, KGP. Uh, UM. I don't know, man. UM, I guess. Uh, blessed, the apocalypse. Blessed. Blessed. And a rematch of last week and potentially the coffin, nail in the coffin. The casket match. The frozen deer, Mangoose, Easy W. In the frozen deer matchup, I take Easy W. Easy W. Tier 2, Santal, Pinchellos. Santal. Yeah, Santar. All that shit you talked about, Pinchelos, you're going Santar. Yeah, Santar. <laughs> Los Siete Amigos, Hot Sauce why. Sports. I can't pick it, so Hot Sauce Sports by 50. I got Hot Sauce one this game. KGP Raw, Glogan. I'm going to go Raw. KGP Raw. And a back-to-back doubleheader, Glogan, Mean Machine. Glogan. Mean Machine. Ravens, Chocolate Thunder. Thunder. Chocolate Thunder. Tough Lungs, Unexpected Diablos. Tough, Tough Lungs. Team Ethnic, Arush. It's a good game. Team Arush. Ethnic. I'll, go Arush. I'll go Team Ethnic. And Grim Reapers, Bruins. Reapers. Bruins, bad matchup for Reapers. Tier 3, Fighting Cones, Trailer Park Boys. Cones are playing better. Uh, give me Cones. I thought you were going to go, Cones are playing better. Give me Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> cones are playing better, <laughs> but yeah. give me Trailer Park Boys. The Penetrators, Killer Rays. Penetrators. I'll go Penetrators. FSU, 7th Rounders. 7th Rounders, baby. False Kings are going to continue on with the trend. Yeah, you know what? 7th Rounders. Lockdown, Save the Turftles. Turftles. Why do you even have to ask? Save the Turftles. The West Yard, Save a Horse. Save a Horse. Save a Horse. Maybe they get their first win. According to standings, they're 0-2. Demons, the Stormers. (sighs) Demons. Ty. You're actually calling Ty? Yeah. All right. Lionhearts Warriors. Warriors. Toon Squad Post Malone's Knights. Post Malone's Knights. It's on a Sunday if that matters for P- flights. PMK. Uh, I believe Iggy's here for that game. Pardon my swag, Free Agent Squad. Free, free Agent squad. squad. Tim Brandy, Two Inches Gang. Brandy. Tim Brandy. And co ed, two games. The Rock versus Kiss My End Zone. Can't pick it. Kiss My End Zone by 50. And Easy Fun versus Last Sect. Easy Fun. Easy Fun. Mo, where are you going to be? You're going to be at Thin Laurent Laval? Yeah, Laval Wednesday, still around next week. Peas, you're going to be at home? No, I'll I'll be at the field. I got to show up to the field to be eligible for playoffs. Oh, that's true, actually. I'll I'll be there on Sunday no matter what. So a reminder, you need four games played across both of the rounds in order to be eligible for the knockoff round. So just be sure to do that because that's important. Yep. Very well then. Two more weeks to go and then we have the knockout stages. Look forward to it. Agreed. Match worse, please. Oh, I didn't prepare one. 
Oh, good night, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Those are my magic words, by the way. Baker Mayfield. Good night, Jason Garrett. You know who else didn't prepare? Baker Mayfield's doctors. No. <laughs> Build him a cash, uh, a coffin. <laughs>